0: Yours truly back in the space, back in the place. Once again, Mickey Smith Jr., you know what time it is. It's time to see the sound. Now, understand when I say the sound, I'm not talking about the audible. Like, as a musician, I, we all know about that, but I'm talking about something that's deeper, something that's greater. I'm talking about that internal, that internal significance that we all carry. We all have a unique personal significance that makes us as individual as the thumbpip we, we possess in this thing called life. So my question today is, what's your sound? That's what this is about today. And every opportunity we have to reach out to individuals, I think that we need to be sound adults. And I'm delighted today to have just that in the place, a sound individual, a sound adult, that has helped others across this world uh, find their sound, so to speak. you know, I'm just delighted today. We have none other. <laughs> Unfold the soul himself, y'all. Mr. Ken Williams. Ken, thank you for being with us today, man. Thank you, good brother. Appreciate this opportunity. Looking forward to connecting with you. Absolutely. Look, look, look. You can't see it, those that are listening, but this man got a strong hat. You know how I feel about the hat. You got a hat, you know what you're talking about. So, look, on the other side of this sound, you will see the sound we are back once again the podcast see the sound with yours truly mickey smith jr and today's guest really needs no introduction uh but for those that may not know we have uh the phenomenal mr ken williams on the line today and ken he's been not just in the classroom but his his influence has stretched even outside of the classroom influencing those educators as well i've always believed that when you have an impact on a classroom That's amazing. But when you can have an impact on educators, that's phenomenal because that's exponential. And uh, what the investment that he's making in the lives of educators across this globe is uh, absolutely second to none. That's why we're delighted to have you today, sir. Look, for those that may not be familiar with the man with the fabulous hat, I want you to I want you to talk to us right now. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, and uh, familiarize our, our audience with you.
1: Sure, sure, sure. I appreciate that. Again, I'm Ken, I'm a a child of the hood. I grew up in Brooklyn and Queens. I live just outside Atlanta, Georgia. I've served as a classroom teacher, assistant principal and school principal. And for the past 14 years, I've served as a consultant coach and author and speaker for schools across the nation, looking to embed learning for all cultures in an actionable way. I like to get past theory, go from the head, heart, to the hands and get the work done so that's the work I love I'm blessed and fortunate to wake up every day and do my life's work and just try to uh spread what I've learned over the years I present on things that I've screwed up a thousand times which makes (laughs) me an expert and you know I I teach and lead with a coach's heart because I know the answer is in the adults in the room not the students where they come from but the adults in the room
0: that's good. That's good. The answer is in the adults in the room. That, that is so powerful. I've always believed that all the answers are in the room. You know, a lot of times we go we try to go outside and we try to get deep and we try to to reach and chase these things. But every everything we need is within. And that's what makes these sessions so powerful, because, um, as as we said before, the significance lies in what we bring to the situation called teaching. I, I I really do believe that that teaching is an art form. Uh, you know as a musician i understand the importance and the value of developing your sound and then being able to mount that stage so to speak and and do so in a way where you create bridges uh from your sound to the hearts and the minds of others and the thing i love about music is it, it bypasses the brain and goes straight to the heart but mm-hmm. but i i think i think at the same time we all have some things that that are a little bit more than intellectual they're personal um you know you talked about it before actionable actionable ways. We all know about relationship. We all know about relationship-based teaching, but I believe that the most critical element of a classroom is the individual that's charged over that classroom, and I think a lot of times we we get so consumed with the pedagogy, which is great, which we should. Okay, I need you to be a great tactician of what you do. Don't be sloppy out there. This ain't street ball. I need <laughs> we need we're in the majors. <laughs> this is the, this is the pro league right here. But at the same time, it's got to have the heart because you can con a con, you can fool a fool, but you can't kid a kid. Kids can see straight through some stuff. So, um, what do, what what is your advice for an individual who may be consumed with having all the answers, but really they just need to know they need to answer the call. What What is the, maybe is there something that that you've seen time and time again that may be overlooked and undervalued when it comes to being a, a, a great educator in the classroom?
1: Yeah, I, I believe it, it, it's got to be a combination of both. You know, uh, kids learn from people they like. Adults are no different. And it's, of course, it's great. You got to have pedagogy. You got to know. You know, how to bring the learning forth. But that connection is where it all starts. You know, um, I believe too many times we try to make it binary. It's, you know, the pedagogy or the relationship, and it's got to be both. In my mind, learning is our fundamental purpose. And so every move I make, everything I do has as its ultimate outcome to be more of an influencer so I can get more out of you. And so, we build relationships, it's in the service of moving kids to high levels of learning. It's not relationship for relationship sake. It's not relationships for uh, approval rating. It's not relationships uh, to make us feel good or assuage mm-hmm. our guilt. It's relationships in the service of moving students to higher levels of learning because we, we can all become that person who ultimately sees more in kids than they see in themselves. And that's why I'm sitting here. I bet you've got stories as well. Mm-hmm about people in your life who saw more in you than you saw in yourself and you're not sure why they see it you're not sure what they see but they've become so much of an influencer in your life that you can't turn away from it and often you take those next steps because you don't want to let them down
0: yeah yeah
2: wow
1: and that that's, that's that's just a huge opportunity
0: hey look man it's so interesting you say that you know and i love what you said about learning is our is our, our fundamental purpose You know a lot of people are chasing purpose and trying to find their what we were here to be lifelong learners that's the whole that's like we could close the book like if you ain't got that t-shirt i'm I'm gonna go and encourage you go get the t-shirt printed up (laughs) learning is our fundamental purpose we need that that's that's strong right there but i love what you said as well about having that that connection between that sound adult not wanting to let them down it's so interesting um i was kind of torn today like i'm gonna say this, no disrespect i was i was a tad bit disappointed about our our session today i was excited i was so excited until about maybe an hour and a half ago Uh, i'm in a new situation and it's a rebuilding situation for the music program that i'm in and anytime Mm -hmm. somebody comes in they're challenging you you know sometimes there's resistance you know and and uh today was the first day where where i saw the hunger i had a couple kids where we said okay class is over with and they were like but can i get some more and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh and i got excited and then i realized oh i got an appointment So, 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 but, but, but I told my man, I'm like, look, meet me here in the morning. We're going to come back like, like Miyagi, meet me tomorrow. And, 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 and the thing was, part of it was he had the hunger, but also I've been there long enough now. It's been a few weeks. The relationship is starting to develop and there's a level of, Hey, I saw Mr. Smith was proud. What can I do to, what can I do to get that next level? You know, my, my my question to you is you the dude you are right now, but but before you were the dude you are right now, who was that individual who did it for you? Who made that connection?
1: Oh my gosh! Listen, I, I'm in my early fifties, and I could, I can definitely identify. At least, I mean, aside from my parents, I've come from a very supportive family. I'm very blessed and fortunate. But I, I can, I can identify a person from each decade mm. who saw more in me than I saw in myself. I'm still in touch with my second grade teacher, you know, she taught me, you know, 40 years ago, more than yeah, 40, years
2: yeah, ago, yeah,
1: almost 50 years ago. <laughs> and we, we still laugh. I take her to lunch when I go to New York and, you know, she gets a big kick out of it because she's like, what did I do? Yeah. And I was like, sister, you made me feel like a million bucks. Like you, were, you were standing in my kitchen one day talking to my mother yeah. as, you know, you made me feel like I can do anything. And, you know, as time moved on. You know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of this work because of Dr. Rick DeFore, God rest his soul, who, you know, never wasted a word has never wasted a compliment has never blown sunshine off the back of anybody. So when he says something, he means it. Mm -hmm. So as much critical feedback as I received from him, I always knew it was couched in. If this man who is as busy as anybody I know, it's making the time to pour into me, whether it's praiseworthy feedback, constructive feedback, things to do better, things you screwed up on. All I saw, though, it didn't matter what the feedback was, whether it was positive or negative. I just I was always couched in. I'm sitting here right at this man's feet receiving this. He could be a million other places. And there are three million people who would love to be where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And we have to be those people you know, for others. But yeah. I mean, those two examples examples—you know, are just a handful of teachers who look past the fact that I'm from the hood and I'm wearing hand-me-downs and didn't have a super friends lunchbox when I was uh-huh. a kid. Uh-huh. And, you know, my parents working two jobs make ends almost meet, And they look past all that and decided to mine for my strengths and gifts. There's just something to that. And I just believe we got to pay that forward. That's we got to pay that forward.
0: That's, that's that's so good. there's so much in what you said as well. I loved I loved hearing that you had those individuals in every decade. you know a lot of people you know and there's folks that listen to this that that are educators obviously but we got a lot of folks that you know over the last few years as they've been following uh, I love I love I loved the idea of showing people that we're all educators. see see some of us are teachers some of us are employed, but I think we're all educators because an educator in my opinion, is something a little bit more than a teacher. An educator adds value in a significant way. An educator is that individual that when your minds, eye went back a few moments ago, you literally saw their faces. That was no doubt an educator. It wasn't just a teacher, right? and in, and in your case, listening to you, I know there's folks out here that listen because there's so much of life that's modeled in the classroom and there's so many good principles that we can take. Um, I, I, I truly believe this is the noble profession. I truly believe Absolutely. that there's a reason this profession creates all others because life is encapsulated in this powerful thing called the classroom. But there was something so beautiful about the idea of you have those sound adults in every decade. There are so many people they think or oh, the learning stops, the mentorship, the menteeship stops yeah. at 18. I'm like, man, I, <laughs> I tell my kids all the time, but my biological kids and my academic kids, I tell them, Hey, if you run into somebody that says they know everything, I need you to run really, really fast from that person. Right. Because right. they know no thing, no thing. Right. right. Um, and I think as we get older, it's so important that we keep sound circles around us. Um, you know, what do you do? now because your circles have changed your circles have changed you know your circles i'm sure looked one way when you were that first year teacher they looked a different way when you were that next level teacher they definitely looked a different way when you were an administrator and i absolutely i absolutely believe that they have changed since you've stepped out into this new stratosphere this new world you've transcended into this this uh consulting and, and and just being a leader and an influencer. And it doesn't make anyone bad. It doesn't make it bad. It's just the nature of life, it changes. So how do you navigate? How do you navigate those changes as an individual who is growing as an individual who is learning? Is it something conscious you do? Uh, or is it just something that happens? Talk, talk to me about the the changes that come with circles as, as you go through these cycles in life?
1: Yeah, you know, the circles may have different outcomes depending on You know what stage of life I'm in. As an elementary student, wanting to be a great student, have teachers speak it into. You know that that's one level, and of course, that's that's changed, as you mentioned. You know now that you know I have a career. I'm in my 50s. Yeah. But the components there there are common threads for me Mm -hmm. that course through every decade. And
0: what's those uh, common threads?
1: Yeah. So the the common threads I I look for, and I'm always. Striving for something more, something better, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in in the sense that I'm dissatisfied with where I am. I, I'm I have an entrepreneurial spirit, so I'm I'm always looking for the next goal. And what I've done at every stage of my life, once this uh, once it came clear to me how to manifest, you know, I throughout high school I, I had friends who could bring at two dollars every day for lunch, and I would look at that, my man, I was like what does his family do they could give him two (laughs) dollars every day for lunch and on and on friday sometimes he'd have a five dollar bill and didn't didn't have to give like he could keep the extra dollar i just i I just wasn't (laughs) sure if if it was about you know uh predetermined destiny or people just born into a lot in life and then i learned how to manifest you know Mm -hmm. it's you know what you focus on grows and when i was putting together that equation for my for my life i realized that when I coach someone and they come and ask, Hey, how do I get started as a consultant? How do I get started doing this stuff? My first question is one, what do you love to do? Like what, if I told you, you had a 90 minute uh, workshop coming up on Saturday, what would you talk about? What's that thing that you can talk about so much that the Sandman from the Apollo has to come and hook you off that stage. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is who's doing what you're doing. That's a few steps ahead of you
2: Mm.
1: because really abundant creators, they're not afraid to share yeah. because they, they realize that this, is, this world is infinite and it's yeah. enough for everybody if you really want it. And so I've always looked for a, that person or those people who are just a few steps ahead of me, you know, who are where I want to be in whatever the next six months or a year. And I, I connect myself to them. You know, I, I look at people like, you know, Anthony Muhammad,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, he, I mean, now we're great friends today. And, yeah. and great colleagues. But man, early on, I mean, he was a, a huge mentor to me in this work. Um, you know, I, I, I look at different authors, you know, I'm, I'm a very confident speaker. I'm not the most confident writer. And so, you know, I, I latch on to people who have done what I want to do and, and get from them. I know this sounds crazy, but I am about, I'm about a month away from publishing my first solo authored book. And oh,
2: congratulations! I've
1: come across a, phenomenal editor and we've never met yeah we don't know much about each other's personal lives except we both own classic cars but this guy has he he has a way of editing beyond punctuation like he's talking about developmental form. i can look at all the emails i've sent him and i'm embarrassed to say that (laughs) in every one of them there's some kind of like self-deprecating like diminishing comment i make about myself as a writer Yeah. yeah And he does not blow smoke. In fact, what I love about him most is that he gives editing feedback the way I coach. Straight shooter, you know I care. I'm good at this. And so if I'm pouring into you, Mm
2: -hmm. this is
1: about something. He is uh, more than earned what he charged me to edit this book. But he really spoke it into me. He's like, no, this is not a rewrite. you just got some things to clean up and I'm going to tell you what they are. And it just made me more confident, you know, that's like someone speaking it into you. It's about giving people a reputation to uphold. So I look for those people who are the people that are just a few steps ahead who are willing to sit down. I tell everybody I coach, go find that person. Do you want to talk about being a music teacher and then expanding your work? Go find Mickey Smith. See if if you're in town with him, see if he'll sit down with you at Starbucks. If not, get them on a Zoom call, have 10 questions ready, don't waste his time, mm-hmm. run through them, take notes, and then take action. And I've, I've, done, that, I've done that throughout every decade. I just, I just figure out what I want to do. And if it's not completely original, I find someone who's done it. And so that's been a common thread. So even though my circles have changed and the circles look different, those common threads are the same. I, I really try not to let news yeah narratives yeah. determine my destiny i'm uh i like to determine my own weather so
2: the
0: weather or not the right people that's it that's it you determine the weather or not that's it you know that's down right. down here down here in the south man i'm louisiana born and raised I, i've i've uh I've, I've relocated i'm in south florida um, all right so so you know we live the best life I'm, I'm enjoying it it ain't home the gumbo don't taste the same matter of fact I right. can't even really right. find it but it's all good you know you give and, you give and take but i tell you this whether it's south florida or south louisiana if you visit either place in the summer and, and 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 it's a little warm and you show up to the to the crib with a with a with a thermometer you're not gonna make any friends See, it's the thermostat that makes that makes the difference. I'm gonna be honest, yeah, unless right. y'all checking for COVID, that thermostat ain't gonna really do anything. And I think for so much of what you shared just now, it's a reminder that we were charged to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. We right. climate change is real when we're aware of it, when we set that climate. And and I think it's so important um, that 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 we take a moment right now. And, and I wanna I wanna just uh, share one takeaway that I that I heard from there. I hear so much music. But I'm, I'm weird like that. I hear music everywhere. As you were talking, man, uh, I have a dear cousin of mine who who passed away uh, sorry, unexpectedly, brother. and uh, she's the reason. She's the reason I I will say she's the sole reason I won uh, a Grammy Music Educator Award. Um, I actually I went for this award about six years in a row, man, and mm. uh, I wasn't chasing the award. I really fell in love with the process because every year I did it, I saw something different in myself and in my students. It's like it was. It wasn't quite national board certification, but it was definitely one of those things that created a mirror, which then turned into a window. Right. So every time I did it, I would see myself, and I'm like, oh, we need to tweak this." And then I saw my students different. And and I'm be honest, I got addicted to it. I was like, "This is great. Like like this is this is a wonderful thing. It's bringing blessing and benefit to my classroom." So we kept doing it, and and I and I believe in manifesting too. I believe in seeing. And I want you to know
1: that even though. I know why you qualified that statement by saying I wasn't chasing the honor. I'm here to tell you that didn't even cross my mind. I immediately thought of like (laughs) that cat has a relentless streak in him that like, I love that. Like that's that, that to me is what I call indomitable spirit.
2: Yeah. You just keep
1: keep getting up off the mat. That's how I describe the why. When you get knocked down and you get up and dust off and get back in the ring, you know, you're on your why it's not a right or wrong. It just is. Like that's how why reveals itself. Like that was a clear why to you.
0: Yeah, man. That's why I say you got you got to keep on going. And that's the thing, folks. Oftentimes, that they, they they we stall out because we don't have that why identified. And I'm gonna be honest. As strong as it was, um, I saw myself winning it. And the year I saw myself winning it, I lost. And I'm gonna be honest, that one hurt. And it hurt because mm-hmm. I got my hopes up. You know, it was one yeah. thing when we were just kind of doing it, but like I, I I really really I really saw myself getting this thing. And all of a sudden, it didn't happen. And um, I went and I got on the phone. I called my cousin. I said, I ain't going to do it again this year. And because uh, I went home, my family was crying. You know, my wife was, was disappointed. You know, it, it, was, it was a family sure. endeavor we were doing. I said, man, I'm not going to do this again. This is bringing too much pain. And I'll never forget, she looked at me and she said, all right, Maestro. She called me Maestro, you know, Mickey Mouse, you know, mice. She said, Maestro. She said, uh, MJ. I said, yeah, Mickey Jr. She said, uh, I just got three things to say. Three words. I said, what? She said, keep on going. I said, dang. See, that's my words. And it was something I was telling her at the time. And, and she was fighting a battle that I really wasn't aware of. And she threw those words back at me. And she said, You need to do it one more time. I said, Yeah. She said, But why, why are you not wearing the hat I bought you? She said, You know you're a corny dude without the hat. I need you to wear the hat. <laughs> I said, Okay, I'm gonna wear the hat. And she said, Why are you not wearing your red? I said, Man, it just seemed kind of ostentatious. Seemed like a bit much. She said, No, it's a bit you. She said, that's what you need. You need to be you. And I I never forget, I submitted my my artifacts, my evidence and all the things that they require on the 21st of June. I had no idea on the 22nd she would pass away. So so it was it was it was something so powerful to go through, uh, because sometimes people see you at your most visible. But that's actually when you're at your most vulnerable, you know, so people see it and then they don't realize. What went behind it? And that's why I believe everybody, there's more to their story than what meets the eye. And one thing one thing, Lisa, that was my cousin, she, she showed me was that everybody has that sweet intersection. You talked about it between this thing called your gift and your passion. And when people can identify the gift and the passion, that's where the sound comes in at. The why is just that. It's, it's why we do it. And then I always like to say Z. That's the end game. So Jackson 5 said ABC, but I'm saying XYZ. And that's when we right. talk about that intersection, man, I think your gift and your passion, like you were talking about earlier, that's that's where everything resides. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, as a music person, I've, I've been to some schools. I've been to the Christmas uh, concerts and spring concerts. Mm-hmm. I've been to the, the church choir. And oftentimes they'll have somebody there that that's singing in the choir and they have great passion, but they ain't got no gift. Mm. okay so i'm saying it again they got they got the passion <laughs> but they're kind of lacking in the gift and, and, and you know in the church we call that a joyful noise see if you yes. if you laughing right now you you know what i'm talking about if you ain't laughing if you're listening right now it might be you you may need to do a che- sound check <laughs> get some close friends and like look i need y'all to be honest with me but there's some people like look i'm gonna go i say old school but good school i i, I like luther i love i love whitney OK, that, that those to me, those were the two voices where they had that sweet gift, but they also had that passion. You believed it when they sang it. Like yes. uh, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney struggled it with relationships. But when she's saying I will always love you, you believed that she knew the love. I hope she did know it. But I know from her story, it's possible she was singing about something she never experienced. But she had a way of man, she could spin that bad boy out with some serious passion. Yeah. And 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 I think that that's so important. So my question to you, if, if we see. If we see this thing called life as a journey, our vehicle, our vehicle, we traveling in it. That's our life. That's that's how we operate. It's our being. Um, and we're going from this thing called potential, which, by the way, people get way too excited about potential. Like yeah, potential means nothing, man. Yeah. Mm, yeah. They They got the My, whole I'm, show, I, man. They got the show called america's got talent that told me right off the bat that talent ain't special they said the whole country got it so, right. so so i'm trying not to stay in this thing called potential i want to get to this place of promise but the journey from potential to promise is down this thing called perseverance alleyway that's why that's why the pathway is called keep on going but i really do believe that our purpose that's that's housed in that intersection of gift and passion that purpose is our fuel the passion gets you started how the old saying go motivation gets you started but habits keep you going Passion is great, but we can't live. A, even your car, the battery gets it started, but the battery goes off after a while. I right. mean, like, like it, it can't sustain that. So, so what do people do after they hear Ken Williams today, and they're like, "Ah, let's go." They excited. They, they, they like, man, I, 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 I some of what he said resonated with me, and I'm inspired. I got the passion. But what does purpose look like? What is purpose? You know, and again, we may be talking about teachers today. We may be talking about folks that are supporters of education. But I think the the message rings true, whether you're in the classroom or out the classroom. Purpose is a powerful thing that carries us. What does that look like?
1: Well, I mean, short of, and I'll I'll kind of jump between, you know, personal life and professional life, but short of the stories you hear that sound like, you know, you're sitting in your chair one day and just purpose just fell into your lap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the path that I'm aware of that I've gone through and
0: talk to us, countless man. What's others.
1: Way? It's about risking, taking swings, figuring out what your voice is, what your sound is. I'm guessing you played several different genres of music, trying to figure out like what yeah. your sweet spot is. Yeah. And that requires some risk. It requires investment. It is often wrought with failure, but that's all necessary for success. I mean, you know, in my work, you know, school improvement has 500 different tentacles. And mm. I think I've presented on 400 of them Yeah, trying to figure out like what my sweet spot is. And when I thought I had it, sometimes I realized that that's not it. This is it. And so it it, it requires risk. And mm. that's a part of anything worth having. You know, I, 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 I speak to anything worth striving for is going to be just sitting right outside your comfort zone right outside the outstretched arm with your fingers extended um it's it's just required and 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 there's failure and, and pain that comes with it but um sometimes purpose in schools is born of really reconnecting with the why of the work because there are 7,000 distractions. There's tons of chaos. There there was enough chaos going on before the pandemic. The pandemic Mm -hmm. has just, you know, electrified everything, put everything on steroids. And, you know, more now than ever, it's important that schools figure out how to quiet the noise and figure out why we are doing this thing? Like, why are we doing this thing? And that's one of the things I help schools do is to figure out, like kind of get back to that. Why? use it as an anchor so that when things are swirling around you, you've got that thing to hold on to. That's about your values, but you've got to go through things to figure out what it is. You know, it's, it's when people talk about manifesting and, you know, law of attraction and things like that, you know, some people think it's like you're sitting in your seat and something magically is going to happen. That's not (laughs) how it works. It don't work. It's not how it works. It's no, it's, 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 it's when these so-called coincidences seem to happen in your life. Once you start taking action and creating momentum and then you look up and you run into people and things and opportunities that seem yeah. really lined up. But how did that happen? A person glanced at me at a red light and I realized they I, I saw something they were wearing around their neck and they pulled over like it, it, weird things like that, that seem like they've come out of nowhere. They really come from us manifesting what you focus on grows our brains. I know enough brain science to make me dangerous like that. Yeah, much. Yeah, yeah OK, like almost none. <laughs> But I do know that your brain works 24 hours a day and whatever you focus on most, its job is to place in your path, opportunities, circumstances, and people mm-hmm. who can help connect you between your thoughts and how it manifests. So it takes time. It takes risk. You got to take swings. You got to be willing to explore it, willing to go through some pain to figure these things out, but worth it.
0: Absolutely. what's the alternative? What's the, that's it. What's like the mediocrity? alternative?
1: Mediocrity, living in fear thinking that you, you know, you don't, you don't have access to whatever it is like thinking that the world isn't yours. That's yeah.
0: Yeah. That's no way to live. That's just, existing. no way to live at all. just yeah.
1: Life is short. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always said that, but I'm telling you like at midlife, I'm telling you life is short. So it hit different. Get it hit after different. it, get after it.
0: <laughs> I just, I, I, I always love to hear folks. And I, and I felt that even as, as we begin talking, I said, this this gentleman understands the concept that in life there's no happenstance. There's only habit stacks. Small things done well stacked on top of each other over time. I love it. There's no there's no coincidence. It's just evidence of of this, these things. It it is, it is so intentional. Matter of fact, I believe everything comes down to. Uh, I always like to call it the VIC. You know, my wife loves watching uh, Law and Order, Dateline. I'm gonna be honest. She might be listening to this. But I'm gonna go ahead and whisper it. Maybe she won't hear. You know, <laughs> early in our marriage, I was concerned. I said, why is she watching all these Lots homicides? Of men I'm like, I don't feel comfortable going to bed at night. Like you get way yes. too much intel, baby. I'm just saying, but you know, as time has gone on, I, I
1: feel pretty. He's not alone. Those, <laughs> those shows are built for all the snap shows, uh, got caught and killed, uh, Man. showed up missing, fell off the side of a cruise ship.
0: She hang out with her girlfriends. I find out they all watching it. I 48 said, 48 hours,
1: investigative reports. I don't Come know on. what the psychology is, but it know. is definitely a woman thing. There's no man. question about it. And it'll make you sleep with one eye open if you got
0: <laughs> I tell you, man, it it it, it, was a little, it was a little startling at first. I'm just be real. And I remember like watching Law and Order, they'd always talk about the Vic, you know, the victim, the Vic, the Vic, the Vic. They'd always abbreviate it. And then it occurred to me one day, I love the abbreviation because. Like you said before, we determine our weather. Like, like when you leave that bad boy short, it leaves room for me to finish that off. I can either be yeah. victim or victor. And I believe that, 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 that the, 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 the fork in the road, so to speak, is the VIC. I believe that everything you said today is we have to have vision for what we want. I think we perish for lack of vision, lack of knowledge, yes, right? So you got to have the vision. I love that movie, The Notebook. Uh, now I'm be honest hmm. with you, I didn't like it at first. I have to give my wife credit on this one. She made me watch it. After about the third time, I was like, you know what? Pretty good movie. And and there's that one climactic point. Now, Kenny, have you have you seen this movie? It's okay. I have not seen it. Okay, I'm, I'm tell you, like it's 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 the ultimate chick flick. But I'm look, I'll go ahead. I'll 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 put my stamp of approval on it. it is it all right? Approved, all right. Okay. So so it's about a young girl who grew up in privilege and she fell in love with a boy on the other side of the tracks. They fell madly in love as teenagers, puppy love. Then they, she went off to college. He went off to work. They reconnected and she found out, wow, this thing was real. Now, what she didn't realize was her mother had hid all the letters that this young man had been sending her for the wow. last five years. OK, because she knew that my man had a tug on her heart. Right. So so they reconnect. And she finds out, wow, this is this is real. Like what I'm feeling, there's something more to this. This is this is a purpose-driven love, right? And unfortunately, she's engaged to the mm. prominent man that's got the means and he's got the wealth and he has he's just he's just the picture of of you know the American dream. And she goes and she just has, has to get it out of system. She said, I got to go see if this what I felt was real. And she finds out it's real. And they out there canoeing. And they, they, they out there in like in the, in the little bayou, they canoe and it's very picturesque and they got the ducks out there and all of a sudden, man, it starts raining. I say ducks, maybe it was geese. It starts raining and it's lightning. The, the geese, they done, they done flew the coop. They like we out and it's very climatic. And at this point he asked her the question, you know, do you, do you want me? You know, what do you want? And she's like, it's not that simple. He said, no, what do you want? And at this point, it's just that refrain, what do you want? It's a very climatic point. Okay, at the, in this movie, like, it's, it, it, it'll it get you. And I think that that's really the question that so many of us fail at. Like, what do you want? Whether it's your right. classroom, you show me a classroom that achieves, I'm gonna show you a classroom that believes. And I'm gonna show you a classroom that believes because there's a belief mindset that's been installed by somebody who is a believer. A <laughs> song say, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. Yeah. So So in this case, I think the vision opens up the door for intentionality. That's right. And then from intentionality, then you can operate with consistency. But when you see that classroom that's just operating on all wheels turning, I promise you that consistency is a byproduct of the intentionality, which is a byproduct of the vision, which is a byproduct of that sound adult that's in there. That individual that understands that purpose is embedded in, in excellence and excellence is embedded in purpose. And if you understand that, then you understand it's our job to turn down the noise. Why? Because nothing of importance stops excellence. That's right. All the things we that's think right. is a big deal. It's like that scene in Men in Black, man. My man Will Smith shot the little girl, right? On the target practice, right? Because he saw. He was like, wait a minute, what I think is a distraction ain't about nothing. So, so how do we how 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 have you found the ability to turn down the noise and discover the sound?
1: Man, oh man. You know, I you know, at one you have to embrace risk. Lots of people don't they don't pursue their sound because they're already thinking three steps ahead about what it's going to take to achieve it. What changes I have to make, what do I have to disrupt? I believe at our core, we're still. Ken, why why are you stepping
0: on my toes today, man? Why you had to say that, man? Why you had to say that?
1: (laughs) I believe that, man. I believe at our core, we're still cavemen and women um, with uh, those fight or flight mechanisms. And we still, you know, a lot of times fear rules, rules our lives. I was talking with a colleague the other day very unhappy, uh, you know, where she is at her school and Hmm. for very legitimate reasons. And, you know, I just reminded her that you've explained this so beautifully because you've explained it several times already. You know. And I said, I'm going to share a quote that my wife loves uh, by Maya Angelou. When people show you who they are, believe them. Mm. And so at this point, uh, what I'm telling you is the ball is in your court i'm not saying changing schools or changing districts or changing careers is easy i'm not telling you that i'm telling you you have to decide what you want but a lot of people fear deciding what they want because the next step is how bad do you want it Will, what are you willing to do to go get it mm-hmm. right and, and you so have instead, no one else to blame but yourself right so we're back at that vic <laughs> intersection cuz what I, what i also explained to her was I've seen this go a couple of different ways. One, you take the risk and you, you try something new because your current situation is untenable. Or two, you stay where you are and then kind of cast yourself as a persecuted victim who does great work, but it's as a result of dodging the backstabbing and people don't like me and they don't. people are shady and people are hating. And I said, you know what? A lot of people are going to put their arms around you and soothe you, but you have to know that I'm going to know better. I'm going to know that you've made that choice. And if you make the choice, either stop complaining, right? Or just decide that you're going to be a victim. I mean, it's one of the two. And a lot of times holding up that mirror and asking what we want, we know the next step is that it requires us to make change. I read this book a long time ago called You Can't Steal Second With Your Foot On First. (laughs) I love that quote. I mean, it's a book. I mean, it's... A lot of folks don't face what they want, man. You know, a lot of people are dissatisfied in their careers. I'm not talking about money. Yeah, yeah, satisfied yeah. with their jobs. Dissatisfied with so many different things, man, but are not willing to move on it because they're more afraid of the devil they don't know than the devil they got. So, yeah, yeah. That's a piece of I pride,
0: mean, I, I tell you, it's real. The struggle is real. I mean, we are we are definitely creatures of habit. I mean, that that's human nature. Um, but I, I believe that our next and our best resides in just that. Yes, sir. Not the exit, but the next it. Oh, I, I, the folks be like, man, Mickey, what's your exit strategy? I like, I ain't got one. I got a next it strategy. Exactly. I ain't I've, trying to get out this bad boy yet. Uh, I've, but I've, I, definitely I want take to pride.
1: Up. I've never, I've been very fortunate. I've never left a job. I just move on to my next ambition.
0: Yeah. I've been oh, very
1: fortunate. That.
0: Say that again for the folks in the back. People ask
1: all the time, why'd you leave teaching? Why'd you leave the classroom? Why'd you leave the principalship? I said, I didn't leave any of that. I literally just moved on to my next ambition. My wife says I have restless spirit. so <laughs> I just honor it. Like I just, you know, I moved from the teacher, from being a teacher to a school administrator for the exact reason you talked about the, the exponential impact. I just said to myself, man, Maybe. if I can do this with 25 kids, yeah, how about if I lead 25 people who have 25 kids? Oh my God. What Yeah, what are the possibilities like that? That's so I've never Thanks. left. I, I've been fortunate that way, but if I had to, if I were putting this, but I've left situations that the the culture isn't healthy, you know, our values aren't lined up, you know, and and I've paid a price in some, you know, in in some respects, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Some of the things I've been through, you know, doing this work, but I would do it all over again, 10 different times because on the other side of it is just, uh, that's where the win is.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, You know, and and, and you say that it's becoming more and more clear to me with every school year, with every life that's engaged with every student. My mind goes back to my hometown. You know, we um, actually I grew up I grew up in a small community. It was an all all black community, man, and and folks didn't have a lot of value in the community. Um, they actually bulldozed the whole town and built a chemical plant on top of it, like the whole thing, not not like downtown, which we didn't have. Some, some towns had uh, one, one street light. We had one stop sign. It was mm-hmm. a small little community, but they bulldozed that whole bad boy, entire community gone. But I say that to say this, that before the bulldozers showed up, I knew. I knew where we stood with outside of our community. I knew I knew the level of interest wasn't there. I knew that there wasn't a value that was placed on us. But it's so crazy, even in the midst of that pain, I can look at those refineries and I found what you talked about, that a gallon or what do you call it? A barrel of crude oil can show up to a place and it's got value. It, you know, matter of fact, a hundred, $150 or whatever. But until it goes through and it's heated a little bit and, and tried and tested and, and, and discombobulated uh, molecularly and all mm-hmm. this other stuff that I don't know anything about until it is just really stripped down and then built back up again, then it only has the value it had. See, when it comes out of the refinery, it's even more lucrative. It's even more valuable. So the refinement comes with that difficulty. So I'm like you, I don't, I don't want that stuff to happen. But I, it changes your perspective when it does happen. You understand, like like they used to say, the book said, it's all working out together for my good. That there's really no bad. It's just right. opportunity, and every right. opportunity is just that. Another opportunity that's for right. another And they all opportunity.
1: come with learning curves and you gotta be able to embrace it.
0: That's it, that's it. Look, 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 listen, S- see the sound? I told y'all, I told y'all this was gonna be a dynamic one. My man is just dropping fire, nuggets, uh, brimstone. I don't know what you want to call it. He's, he's Whatever it is, he's, he's the kitchen sink, <laughs> he's throwing it. it all. And if you are listening to this today, I have no doubt that, that you've been benefited, that you've been blessed, that you've been not only engaged but you've been educated and hopefully elevated to this place called excellence, to purpose, so that you can operate not just with purpose, but on purpose, in purpose, so that you can help others find their purpose. That's what it's all about, helping us go from potential to promise, but that only happens with the perseverance. That only happens when we keep on going, whether it's in a classroom or a boardroom, we all know teaching an arduous journey, but it's a hero's journey, and it's one that we're well equipped to make, but only if we have the tools to keep on going. So this, is, this has been strong today, but watch, I'm like the infomercial, but wait, There's more. There's more. (laughs) Hold on. Wherever you're at right now, anybody that's been listening to us knows that uh, anytime you come to see the sound, there's a tradition. We put all our guests on the hot seat today. Now, this brother here is real cool, so I don't even know if the hot seat (laughs) will have an impact or an influence. He may cool down the hot seat. I'm just saying. But we're going to put you in the hot seat. We call it our sound session. So uh, stay tuned. Are you up for the challenge, Ken? This is rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. so on the other side of this sound, we'll be back with the sound session.
2: Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one,
0: two. And we are back. It's time for our sound session. Now, anybody that knows me, you know about the Promise Compass. You know about all these different things we talk about. You also know that I like to start my day with a level of intentionality. I always say I don't want to plan out my day. I want to put purpose in my day. And that starts with those two powerful words. Thank you. Thank you. And boy, you put I put I put thank you Lord. That's just mine. You know everybody's today today self, but I'm I, I like to do three words. I'm gonna be honest. I like to be grateful. I greet each day with uh, love in my heart, and I greet each day with love in my heart each and every day. I believe it's an opportunity, but that starts with the sound check. So again, I'm gonna hit you with this sound check. Every day, I take one of these these phrases from this acronym, and uh, I let it guide me and point me in the direction of what it means to be sound, because I believe every child is one sound adult away from discovering their sound of success. So my role is not to be a know-it-all, but to be all that I can be, so that they can be all they can be. So I'm gonna I'm drop these on you guys. And, and those that are listening out there, you can kind of follow along guys, but Ken, this is for you specifically. So as I share, I want you to hit it back to me like like Venus and Serena. So here okay. we go, here we go, here we go. S-O-U-N-D. That's the acronym. It stands for this. S is see yourself beyond yourself. What does that mean to Ken Williams? See yourself beyond yourself.
1: Boy, oh boy. So for me, it, it means removing my ego and working for the greater good. And sometimes that requires me to make changes in things that I thought I was sure about. Sometimes it means stretching myself to learn things beyond what i know for the greater good of ensuring every student walks out with a world class experience
0: that's good that's good hey hey public service announcement educators you are not beyond ego okay even educators got an ego and 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 it's so important that we put certain things aside so that we can see the big picture it's so interesting because i literally i'm not just saying this man i wrote this down today egoless era That was mine. I have to remind myself I'm in an era right now where the credentials don't matter. This is solely about the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, the accolades don't matter. They don't care. I teach first grade. They don't care. They just want to know that you care. Right. Right. Right? So 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 that's that's powerful. That's good. Okay. so we won for one. I like that one. I like that one. (laughs) Okay. so we got see the sound, uh, see yourself beyond yourself. Right. Right. So as we continue to see the sound now, O stands for operate in optimism and excellence daily. What say you?
1: Well, listen, when I wake up on the right side of dirt, I'm playing Mm. with house money. So come on. the rest of it is whether or not I've organized my day to maximize my opportunity. But when my eyes open, it's a great day. And no matter what's happening, I've trained myself to answer, you know, how you doing, Ken? I'm great. Right. You got to speak it into existence. This life is precious. And I want to make most of that opportunity.
0: Man, that's good. Organize your day to optimize the opportunity, to maximize the opportunity. That's, that's, that's good. And I think so many times we wait, like you said before, for the things to fall into our lap. But, you know, you don't need permission for excellence. That's right. You don't need permission to be great. And you definitely don't need permission to be you to be who you're already called to be, you don't have to have all the answers. Like you said, you just got to answer the call and and do it with a smile on your face. Yeah. You look better when you smile anyway, right? That's right? Right. That's good, man, that's good. Okay, so we we batting a thousand. We got the S, we got the O. We're trying to see the sound. Oh, here comes you, here comes you. Utilize all available resources. What does that mean to your heart and mind? Utilize all available resources.
1: I am. I take pride in the fact that I've got a phenomenal network. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm egoless about it. I know some leaders struggle with giving others credit. I can't wait to give the credit away. And ironically, it probably feeds another part of my ego. I like to tell audiences I am connected. If I don't have the answer, I can find it because I know people. And I'm not afraid to say I'm not good at this. I don't know this. I need your help. And uh, that has really served me well. So I never feel pressured to have all the answers because I'm so willing to expand my network and my own capacity
0: in that respect.
2: That's good.
0: You know, it's, it's, it's so, much, so much of life imitates art and so much of art imitates life. You know, I'm just reminded in hearing you say that, you know, I love teaching music. I'm not in the game to try to create professional musicians because if I did that, it'd be the most empty Uh, Profession ever because what's the likelihood you know that 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 they'll all do that? But if I can get them to work together as ensemble and to appreciate not just their sound but the sound of others as much if not more than themselves, not only creating ensemble we're creating community right right? we're creating citizenship we're creating the type of individual that's going to make things elevate to a way that makes life better because they were here and uh, I think that that's so powerful that hearing you somebody such as yourself. Who could say i am i am <laughs> you, you know mm-hmm. but but you say no we are we oh, no are question. and i love that about band you can't even say the word band without the word and like you you just can't it life's better when we band together i think that's so so important seeing those relationships as resources life moves at the speed of relationship that's what i'm hearing from you that's good man that's good appreciate it all right so here we go we got we got one more now look for folks out there they like he doing that louisiana math don't you talk about my state I know I said we got one more, but I'm going to double down. We got one more. All right. Here we go. We got the S. We got the O. We got the U. We got the N. Okay. N stands for nourishing relationships. What does that mean for you? Oh, man.
1: that That's my life's work. Like I said, you know, my classroom is the adults, teachers, leaders, all staff. That's the key to kids. You know, I. If I could teach every child in the school, that'd be great, but I can't. And so while I sometimes have to point out things that we got to get better at, it's got to be in a supportive coaching manner because tomorrow, these same adults are going to be there in front of students. And so my goal as a, a speaker and a coach and a trainer is to see more in the adults I serve than they see in themselves and pull out the best in them and know that I will hunt and gather everything they need to get the right work done.
0: That's good. Trust is definitely at the center of everything. That's good. That's good. Wow. Wow. I'm th- th- look, now do you understand why he said <laughs> unfold the soul? It's like opening up a gift. And every time you open it, there's another bad boy in there. You just keep on opening it. This is, this is good. This is good. So, 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 again, we talked about see yourself beyond yourself. Operate in optimism and excellence daily. Utilize all available resources. Nourish relationships. The last one is not necessarily anything that needs to be <laughs> talked about but it's something we got to be about. Now, my wife's a literacy teacher. She'd be so appalled that I just said that, but I'm going to say it again. It's something you got to be about, okay? I know how to conjugate, but I'm not, and I'm choosing in this moment. The last one is simply D, don't stop. Keep on going. Like you said before, Ken, at some point, we can think it out, we can process it out, but then after a while, we got to walk it out. We have to make the decision to be that thing. And at the end of the day, none of us were called to be human doings we were called to be human beings. And it comes a point where you just got to be about the business. And uh, this has been, this has been great. Now, look, I just got one personal question, man. What kind of car you got, man? Come on. You okay. talk, look, you can't put it out there. You got the classic car. Somebody said, what kind of transition is that? I'm just saying hearts and minds want to know what you, what you working with out there, kid.
1: So I've got a, a 75 Delta 88 convertible. Ooh,
2: it's, uh, come on.
0: So, got what's the significance of that? Of that, is that is that come from a, a place in your life? Does it harken from anything, or you just like the way that bad boy
1: looks? Well, I'm, I'm the, you know, I am. Uh, I, I call it old school. My wife says I'm nostalgic. I'm nostalgic by nature. Yeah. And so that's my that's me helping my dad wash his '67 Delta 88, and now I own a '75 Delta 88. My dads and uncles drove Oldsmobiles, and so I have a lot of nostalgia for Oldsmobiles. And I drive a '72 uh, Buick Riviera. Um,
2: that's what I've talked about. That's man. just
1: on, because I think the car is sexy. It's just, yeah. it's just badass. <laughs> and that's I, there's no there's no special significance other than uh, I just love it. So
2: yeah, those are my two that cars, significant-
1: and I, I drive them every day I can. So for some reason in Atlanta it's 70 degrees. Right before our call, I was out pulling the cover off the rivy and I will definitely drive her tomorrow. So oh, man, I drive him man. as much as I can.
0: Well, look, if you, if you drive that bad boy down to South Florida, man, we, <laughs> we, 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 we got, we got to take a cruise together. It sounds, That's good. It, man. it sounds good. That's it. Well, I tell you, man, it has, it has definitely been smooth sailing, so to speak. It's been a, it's been a joy ride today. Just, just having this time with you. Uh, I appreciate you not just for giving us time today, but for the time that you give, not just to those that you see, but, in that in that nether region that another world called social media man you blessing hearts and minds some of which you see some of which you don't know but i'm here today to tell you that that you make an incredible impact over lives in a measurable way each and every day and i appreciate you i appreciate you thank so, you brother uh thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart man thank you for this time together and um for our listeners out there i hope you hope you enjoyed it ken can you tell us real quick how we can stay connected with
1: you yes so you can go to my website. It's unfold the soul all one word unfoldthesoul.com. And if you're interested in finding out about my new book, ruthless equity, you can go to ruthless equity.com. I've got a podcast that I do every week called the uh, bless his heart leadership podcast. Mm. And I got a YouTube channel unfold the soul. So yeah. that's the best way to connect with me. I, I post videos a couple of times a week on social media mm. Love to stay in touch. Get
0: this man to your school district world America. Get this man to your school I appreciate district it, brother. I appreciate and let it. him unfold the soul and reach those hearts and minds so that they can teach in a powerful way. And um again man, I can't say it enough. Thank you and and to our listeners, to our listeners out there, whether you're a teacher or an educator or somewhere in between or somewhere outside the norm we're glad that you spend a little time with us. So wherever you may be and however you may be, I want to encourage you to remember this, that we're all really educators on some level. If we if we share value, and we add value, we're making this world better. And that's the mark of a great educator. And do me a favor, don't be discouraged. Remember that this thing called life, it's just a class. And the world that we live in is simply our classroom. So do me a favor, make your classroom sound, make your teaching epic, and I promise you, Your legacy will be significant. Until next time, keep on going. Your sound will change the world if you do just that. NickySmithJr.com. See the sound.
2: Can you hear the sound, heartbeat, that motherless child? As we search for love. We all need a of smile There's a sound that is so sweet When we hear, child, you belong So let our words of love flow freely Like a river strong And let us speak the sound Let us be the sound to change the world. Let us be. Motherless child As we search for love We all need warmth of a smile There's a sound that is so sweet When we hear, child, you belong So let our words of love flow freely